How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report. No Premier League football on the weekend, but there, it, it was still a busy one nonetheless with the January transfer window happening. It came to a close this morning in Australia time, and it was manic. One of the busiest January tr- transfer windows in recent memory, it has to be said. There is so much to unpack, and that is why we're here today. We'll be going through each of the major signings that have taken place in the Premier League and around Europe, plus a bit extra happening around uh, a few of our Premier League teams. Frank Lampard is in the Premier League as Everton boss is back. Mason Greenwood uh, suspended for the foreseeable future. Plus, there's a fair bit happening uh, with the internationals and the Socceroos. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But first, as always, I'll introduce my panel of experts. Boys, welcome back. Jimmy, Al, Mitch, how are we? Very good. Very good. This is the opportunity where we all talk over each other because Nico doesn't single out who's, who's going to say always, right first. I, but mate, I'll just, I I'll always just jump in. assume that you're going first. That's why. Exactly. Well, I thought so, which is why most. I jumped in. <laughs> no, I talk too much at times, which I'll, I'll step back a little bit because I know you want to talk about Diaz and how Liverpool are going to win the title for the next five years in a row because, oh, Klopp's a genius and Liverpool's the best. So you can talk later on about that. But I just do want to say that I am extremely happy because Juventus, you're going to ask us later anyway, yeah, but Juventus are the winners of the transfer, uh, January Ooh, transfer um, cool. season. Uh, undisputably, they are the champions. They are unbelievable the way they do business and the signings that Juventus have got just it's just going to lead to future success so I'm very very happy Nicholas there you go I'm looking forward to hearing your explanation about that a little bit (laughs) later on uh Al what about you a fair bit has been happening around Tottenham over the last few days how are you feeling yeah I'm feeling good thanks Nick I mean yeah it's been a busy day today the transfer deadline day yeah um lots of different rumors Lots of different clubs tapping up players as well. <laughs> here. Oh, this is going to be an Barcelona. interesting podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Tottenham. Um, obviously, we'll go. We'll talk about the transfers in a bit. But you know, I need to get some um, some feedback from Jimmy as well. Yes. Um, yep. From the I will provide centers, uh, uh, transfers that, that have just happened as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Two big players in the transfer window. Your two teams, Mitch. How are you feeling today? Uh, look, I'm going to go for, at a, you know, we all know I have a very important team that's close to me, and that would be Burnley. And as far as I'm concerned, they're one of the kings of, you know, the announcement videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. The stuff that's really important. And, you know, when we, we think Burnley, we think about, you know, Crouchy, we think about the robot walking around Burnley. And that's how they announced him. And then, you know, they came out again last night with a fantastic video you know, from Jurassic Park to announce, and I'm going to get it wrong, and I'm expecting how to, you know, get this right. But is it Wout? I'm not even going to go that second name. Wout, but one of the best I've seen. Voot. Yep, that's why I don't. That's why I do not commentate on games, and why I do not bother with international. Oh, is that uh, why? Serie you know, <laughs> A is Jimmy's, Jimmy's corner. And that is why. Um, let's just take a moment to appreciate that name. That is straight out of a Harry Potter film. Woot. Voot Weghorst. That is unbelievable. I absolutely love love that. Um, there's been some rippers in the Premier League over the years, but that is going to be a fun one to say uh, in the coming years. But boys... He's six foot six, isn't he? Massive. Yeah, huge. Huge. Um, yeah, a big My upgrade heart. on wood, literally. Hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jimmy? It's, a, it's the, the perfect Burnley player, really. Another yeah. tall striker. Cross the ball in. 
finish. He's going to be hard. He's not going to back down. That's yeah. what they need. He'll do well in, he'll do well in the second division, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get in depth with that in a, a little while. But first, boys, let's address the elephant in the room because... Don't call Al that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Well, I'm actually interested to hear your thoughts about this, Jimmy, and Mitch as well. What's Obviously, um, one of your favorite players over the last couple of years, Mason Greenwood. Um, huh. Obviously, I mean, we won't get into too much detail about um, the alleged incidents, but um, yeah, I guess what, what we can say now is that he's not going to be playing football for the foreseeable future. Um, Nike have dropped their sponsorships. Uh, with him, uh, I believe Manchester United have taken down all his apparel off the website. And, yeah, it, it has to be quite disappointing from a Manchester United fan's point of view, but also in general. But, yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this. Yeah, well, it's disappointing. It's disgraceful, uh, to be honest. And it's not just the foreseeable future. He's never going to play in the top league again, you'd assume. Uh, you know, these... These things, like brands and that sort of thing, it's so important who you have representing you. And we saw Nike already. Um, while there is, a, you know, it's it's still yet to be, like it has to go through the official processes. They've dropped off straight away. United's already dropped the apparel off and, and suspended him from training and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you don't want these people who have done these, these type of things, if he is, you know, proven guilty to what he's done, mm. uh, representing your team or representing your sponsors and that sort of thing. So you've... You ruin your career early on, and there's only one person to blame, and and that is himself. So it's a disappointing thing. It's disappointing when um you know the quality of the player as well. But I guess when you talk about these issues, you, you know football, you you throw that aside. And I think there's bigger issues at hand here than just football. So mm. that's my take anyway. Yep, absolutely. Anything to add, Mitch? Oh, look, it, it's hard to disagree. I, you know, you can't defend these actions if they, if the allegations, you know, are found true and accurate. And you know, it's it's disgraceful. Um, the other thing I'd like to point out, though, I last night I went through and checked out Greenwood's Instagram page, and I couldn't find any of the major United players still following him. You know, there was no Rashfords, no Juan Mata, no Matic, who are all you know very much in. You know, they're, they're on those apps quite a bit, and even if it's their management team, they've still taken the chance to to you know give themselves a bit of a breathing space, I suppose, away from the issues. So, yeah, I, it's hard to speak about it. But, look, you know, hopefully the actions are taken quick and swift and they get to the bottom of it quickly. And, you know, if the allegations are accurate, he, he goes away and serves the correct punishment, not a footballer's punishment or a, a famous person's punishment, you know, the actual punishment that it should be. So, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the coming probably months. You know, these things yeah. can often drag yeah, on. definitely. Um, I guess we'll move on to a bit bit of the positive news um, over the last couple of weeks anyway, and that has been the tr- January transfer window, um, which obviously came to a close this morning. Um, but let's let's start off with Aston Villa because I think they were, they were the early players. They got the most deals done early on, and they were big deals as well. Steven Gerrard came in firstly, and then he brought in uh, Luca Dean with him, Philippe Coutinho, and Callum Chambers, and... I'd have them up there as um, one, probably one of the best players in the transfer window. To be honest, are we happy to see Coutinho back in back in mm. the Premier League? Not bad. Hasn't played for for anyone really in the past, <laughs> but no, nah, it's good to see him at a, at a big club finally. No, nice, and he made an instant impact as well, which which you like. And I want to see Stevie Gerrard do well. So it's nice when you bring these players. 
these players in. They are biggish names. They're not they're not major. I mean, Coutinho's on the way down. We do know that. But uh, I always get, you know, like when you when you look back at transfers and that sort of thing, when you bring it, bring in the big players and that sort of thing, it doesn't always equal success. You know, you you want to play more of the money ball, which other clubs I think have done here. I mean, Newcastle. I mean, they've only can can pick up what they can because they might, you know, there was the threat of them being. Um, uh, relegated, so they couldn't get anyone too massive. But I like the money ball theory. I think Everton have done a good job and chipping away at getting some good players. And I know Juventus have done the the ultimate job. So I mean, sometimes the names don't don't equate. But I do like what Aston Villa's done. And uh, you know, Al's not a big fan of them, and he doesn't think that they'll uh, turn things around. But I'm I'd be interested to hear what he says after after these three signings. Well, I was going to say complete opposite, Jimmy. I really okay. like them. They're pretty good. Um, got a few good good mates that support them back home. Uh, but yeah, I think Coutinho. I, I again disagree with you. He's a, he's a massive upgrade from Grealish. Ooh, one hundred million pounds. Really, on one player. I think Coutinho getting him on board. Like Stevie Gerrard is going to get the best out of him. He's played with him before. Mm. He knows 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 his strengths. He's just going to be excellent. And I think. Um, oh, it's big calls, Helen. No, I think it is. I think it is. I think it's great great opportunity for for, for them. For all those players at Villa as well, I think you can see them, seeing you know having good good rest of the season for sure and challenging next year. Mm. Yep, hard to disagree there. Hey, when did we start calling him Dean instead of Dinya? Remember when he started and it was Dinya? Dinya. No, I think it's pronounced Dean. It's Dinya. Yeah, it is now. But when he first started, when, when oh, do you remember the knows. changeover? Who knows? It, it was it was somewhere along there. But somewhere along, and we've all picked up. But he's a big signing in in itself. Um, obviously, he plays for the French national team. He's in their starting eleven. You know, hard, hard squad to crack into. And he, yeah, I think it's a pretty and leaving Everton as well. That says a lot about um, where the Toffees are at. We'll get to them in a moment. But um, Jimmy, you touched on Newcastle. Um, obviously, yeah. a team struggling, but uh, they didn't. The, they lived up to their, um, I guess, their new owners and the money that's mm. been brought in, bringing in Trippier, uh, Chris Wood. Yeah, Wood. I'm not yeah. going to pronounce this correctly. Bruno Gumares, Gumares, I'm not sure. Uh, Matt Taggart and Dan Byrne. So I guess the question is, Mitch, I'll ask you this. Have they done enough? Have they brought in enough to lift them from the drop? Well, it was interesting. I had to do a bit of research on a few of those names. I won't even lie. Um, for me, Dan Burns the most interesting one. But the way I look at it is, is Eddie Howe's – I pay Eddie Howe's intelligence. They've not gone out and just bought players that they, you know, are necessarily top of the class. They've gone and bought players that are going to – Money work, ball, money ball. And they're going to yeah. fight. The money ball game. I didn't want to bring it up too soon, but that is exactly what it is. They've played the game. Um, they've bought players that also can go – if they do end up going down, which I don't think they will – but if they do, they can also fight and get them back up. So I think it's an intelligent way. I think Eddie Howe has structured a team. He's bought, gone out and bought the players he needs. And some of them might only be there for the purely the training ground impact, to lift intensity, to guide, to lead their older, more senior players and just let the other kids go. But I think they've done well. I think Wood will be successful. I think Trippier is a good signing. He'll, you know, mm-hmm. he'll find space and he should help guide them. And, you know, I can see him crossing the ball a lot mm-hmm. and, and finding Wood in the box. But... I think they've done it well. I still back Eddie Howe. I think I've got to after the statements I've made in the past. So <laughs> I need them to stay up to, you know, keep everything I say meaningful. Hey, Alan, you've been watching football for over 80 years. Is this the most, I, I guess, since 
I guess when Shearer was there, but this is the the most excited Newcastle fans have been in a long, long time now. Well, yeah, you saw it when they, you know, they took took, took over like last last um, last year. I think they were pretty excited. They got all that money now. I mean, they spent ninety million pounds in in the transfer window. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they they should be, and they should should be should stay up for sure with all you know mm. with with the squad they've got. Um, I mean, it's yeah. They should. They're pretty excited. I say. I mean, I, I, there haven't been any any outstanding players out there like Astina Espria. Um, you know, but you know, they're not challenging for the Premier League like they did with uh, with Keegan. But yeah, you know, yep. let's see next year. It's all about this. You know, staying up next mm. year. They'll be. Um, they'll definitely be up there. I'll just say, I, I, I'm not as bullish as you boys on these signings. I think Trippier is a very good signing. They bring, bring in a left back, a right back, a centre back, and a midfielder. Why, why aren't you bullish, Nick? Fine. Do you even know them? Yes, I, I do, actually. Chris Wood, um, obviously, he's been very so you, good. You, you, are Chris you better Wood. than a scout? I'm, that I'm, would that would scout well, them. If you, and, if you and hear me out, you'll find out. Sorry, maybe. I will let you. I'll let you finish. I apologize. <laughs> no, Chris Wood, as we know, he's he's had a good time in Burnley over the last few years, but he, he he has struggled this season. Burnley were have been the lowest scoring team this year. Uh, Matt Taggart, um, okay, bringing him over from Aston Villa, but Aston Villa replaced him with Luca Dean, so. I consider him a bit of a reject. Um, Dan Burns been okay at Brighton. Um, Trippier, yeah, again, I said Trippier's um, decent, but he's been thrown around, probably on the decline a bit. I don't know. Um, the, the most exciting one for me is, is Bruno. Um, obviously, they snapped him up from Arsenal's noses, so that's a that's a massive coup for them. But the other four, £90 million spent, and only one of those names really stand out to me. Maybe two, two out of five. Is it going to be enough? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. You get sucked into FIFA. And I'll tell you what, just because they haven't got a good rating on FIFA doesn't mean they're not going to perform at this level. And I think Eddie Howe's going to get them humming. And you don't want big egos coming into a club mm. and, and trying to take over. They'll be great. Don't worry. They're going to stay up and they will do well. That's it. Staying up, Nick. They're surely going to stay up. If you compare the other teams around them, like Norwich, interesting uh, mm. transfer or loan. I learned out Todd Cantwell today as well to um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Um, I know it's been a bit, bit, bit player this this year, but you know, if they get injuries and stuff like that, you could always. Mm. Yep. they're going to struggle. So, yeah. And just because I know we won't get there, but I think that's a good yeah, business there absolutely. for Bournemouth. Yeah. You know, they're challenging for promotion. That's a great play to get in that midfield to really, you know, give you an extra edge. Yeah. Um, and chasing Fulham down, that's it's going to be huge to come. And also know, Nat Phillips as well. They got from Liverpool. Well, I think is a quality centre back. Obviously, well, of course. Good. I mean, you would. Yeah. Where's a Liverpool shirt? Actually, he single-handedly carried us to the Champions League football last year. So, yeah, he deserves my respect. I think. <laughs> um, Doesn't take much to learn. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur Al. Um, they were oh. he- heavily involved. Probably not so much for the players they brought in, but definitely for the ones they brought out. And Dombele and missed out on. Dalli my Alli. God, they couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't snatch anything at the start. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. I mean, obviously, Traore, we mentioned last week, going back to Barcelona. I mean, yeah. who, would, who wouldn't go back to Barca, yeah. uh, to be honest with you? Yeah, Diaz, pretty pretty gutted with him. Well, to be fair, I didn't really know much mm. about you know, how good he was, but if Liverpool have to go in and change their transfer 
yeah. um, strategy to go and buy him, buy him this 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 January. Then that's that's fair enough. But I mean, yeah, he's gone to Liverpool Champions League. That's great. Good for him. Good luck. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's, I'm going to start with the four players out. Mm. I mean, there's some surprises. So the surprises, obviously, you've got Dele going to Everton. Yeah. Um, and that's a big coup for them. How do you feel about that? I mean, oh, how long ago was it? Four years ago, he was probably the um, highest touted English prospect. Well, he got Young Player of the Year twice, I think, um, yep. and he was he was phenomenal. But yeah, he has. But he's, he's done nothing since, though. Exactly, he's been there seven years, and he hasn't really got on with. Hmm. Obviously, he didn't get on with Mourinho. Um, didn't like his ways. Uh, you said he's got an attitude problem, though, Al. Why, why is that? Is he immature? I'd say so. Say so. He's probably you know he's kind of. I always see him as an overprivileged little footballer. <laughs> you know, loves 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 the media. He's got his own um, fashion brand as well. I think uh, mm-hmm. so. He's he's kind of outside of football at the moment. So he needs to move on. Yeah. I think he needs yeah. to. You know, he's obviously his career stagnating. So he's he's got to go somewhere. And he's going to be sitting under Frank Lampard at Everton. So I think I think he'd be do a, do a great job. Mm. Um, and we got apparently. You know, with with signs and stuff like that, we got a bit of money for for him as well. So we bought him for five million pounds, yeah, um, and potentially we get forty million pounds for him. Yeah, good so investment. It's a good deal. Levy be happy with that one. Although if he does go on and, and be a be a great player back mm. in England, fold and stuff like that, then mm. then that's is a big loss. But I mean, it's been seven years. It's good. Good luck to him, basically. That's it. I think I think he's had his time now um like you said seven years um can't really crack it in the first team either and how old is he 24 25 25 yeah. 25 yeah he's still got a few play a few years to play so yeah yeah and the other the other one surprised me let's also going you know he's gone back to um uh, villarreal or he gone to villarreal sorry going back to spain um that was a surprise is that a loan deal it's a loan deal, op- uh, you know, option to buy. Yeah. Um, again, belay has gone back to Leon as well. Option to buy, buying back for what what we bought him for as well, fifty four million pounds or something, something like that. Sounds like if he plays well. Sounds like a bit of a clean out, to be honest. Like for this to be yeah. happening in January while you're still trying to compete for top four, to be well, Conte's obviously identified what he wants, mm. and it's not them, and they're a bit more creative than the players that he's brought in. I mean. The ones that sorry to to interrupt, Alan, but Bentancur and Kulusevski they can play a structure, especially Bentancur. He'll he'll suit Conte's style. I mean, it doesn't he doesn't really like those players who kind of create by themselves and do what they want. And he likes players who play in a structure. I mean, Bentancur is a defensive mid who who defends well and sits back, and you probably need that because Tottenham can't defend to save their life. So so he'll he'll come back and help the defence. Which is good, and he's—I mean, it's nothing flashy or amazing. He'll just do your job, mm-hmm. and I think Tottenham need that. And they need some stability, and then you've got Kulusevski who can play on the right. He attacks well. He cuts in on the left, but he also can play up front and support, which he did under Pirlo. He played as basically as a striker, but he didn't have as much of an impact this season for Juventus. But he did get best young player of the year the season before. And uh, he played at Parma. Now he's obviously gone to a lower club than that in Tottenham. So see if uh, it might be a little bit uh, extra, uh, less pressure for him. So, so we'll see how he does. But I, I, I like those signings, and it, it's very Conte. He knows what he wants. He'll change this. He'll turn this around. I've got faith. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, they're, they're good signings for Spurs. Are we happy to see them go? 
from you, mate. But it sounds like. Am I happy to see? Uh, look, when you've got Vlaovic and, and Zachariah, you don't really need yeah. them. You can just throw them out, to be honest. Um, they've been okay. I'm disappointed a bit about Kulisevsky, to be honest. Bentancur, I mean, we don't really need need him. Um, Kulisevsky, I'm a bit disappointed because he is a young talent and someone who's got heaps of potential. Um, well, I think that's a loan for now, 18 months alone, and, and then yeah. potential to buy. There's not a Potential to buy, which I will see if he likes it in England because... Yeah. But, I mean, look, I, I, I like what he does. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's good for Tottenham. Like I said, I think it's going to suit Conte's plans. And Juventus, when you've got Zakaria, who's unbelievable, man. He's he, You watch out, this kid. He's a defensive mid, but he plays like attacking as well. He's got long legs. He reminds me of Pogba. And he can strive forward. He can take on players. He can find the passes. And he's going to give give a lot of um, opportunities for, for Allegri to change up his midfield. The midfield's been pretty crap, to be honest. But w- when he's there, he's got some stability there. I think it's going to be great. And Juventus is going to go on another run and win nine in a row. So it's happy times uh, for the City R. mentioned I played FIFA uh, earlier, Jimmy. I, I, every yeah. career mode I did, I always went for Zachariah first for my, uh, yeah. for my midfield. Good. All the time. He, he is a quality player. And I think he's another one that Arsenal went for and didn't end up getting yep. obviously they didn't get anyone no, they, they were the they were the losers the biggest losers awesome no one wanted to go to them and i'm not just saying that just would you blame them be mean but <laughs> i don't know yeah that's no i don't blame them actually not at all uh doesn't i don't think they'll make top four plays these days when i play champions league football um vlaovic wanted to go there well they sorry arsenal wanted vlaovic another well. one yeah um and and I think that was going to be the replacement from Aubameyang, but now he's a quality signing. Alan, why can't they get anyone there at Arsenal? Well, what, why do you think you're asking the wrong person here? To be honest with you, probably <laughs> biased. But well, Mitch, Mitch, a bit more calculated than Al. Oh, I can't go by the I can't go with the bias side of things, but I think there's some worry over Arteta. You know, whether he's proven or not. Uh, personally, I think he's all right, but then you hear rumours that Arsenal are already going to chuck a four-year extension at him just purely to keep him away from City. But I don't know if he's the sort of coach that I'd be going City would be chasing at the moment. So I think players would look at it from that perspective. They're obviously out of champion. They're not going to be in Champions League football. Are they going to be in Europa? You'd assume so. But yet again, you just don't know. And, and you look at all the unrest there. Every person that's been named a captain lately has been getting a red card and sent off. They've yeah. been looking like they want to be there. There's a lot of unrest at the moment. I don't know if it's a happy place, and I think players talk. So, and you got Aubameyang, you know, I'm sure we'll get to him, but, you know, he went over there to Barcelona to get the move. Then apparently he was not not on. So then he goes, <laughs> I'm just here for a holiday. And then two hours yeah, later, yeah. He's, he's signed. Couldn't get out of there so, fast, though, could he? Which is it's a bad look. For yeah, a he was just trying to escape. The next place. Hmm. But that sums it up. I mean, players talk. So if, if you've got a former captain and, and someone who's been such a big figure at that club already yeah. doing you know doing that, well, then why would a young player want to go there? Why would any player want to go there? So I think that, that doesn't help them out at all. But, I mean, that's probably more slander oh, than yeah, I would have definitely. said. I mean, they're just... No, I doubt it. <laughs> pointless thing, aren't they, really? From really? <laughs> Not even from the north of London. But, yeah, anyway, I think we'll see. It's bit, it's hard, always hard to, to get pit players in, in, in January anyway, so... Mm. Uh, that does that. Yeah. That as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Christian Eriksen to Brentford, uh, another oh, big huge. one. So good to this see him fantastic. back. So good. Um, mm. He wants to play in the World Cup as well, he said. Yep. So I hope he does. I mean, you don't expect him to play straight away, maybe come off the bench or get his fitness back up, but it's so good to see him back yep. in, in the league. Yeah. 
I think it's such a smart move. Not only not only will it be great to have at the training ground, obviously on the field when he does get to that full fitness, but financially for a club like Brentford, you'll have that many fans just wanting to buy a jersey mm-hmm. with his name on the back of it anyway. Even fans that aren't, you know, people non fans of Brentford, suddenly their you know home attendance I think will go up because people around the area want to see it. He's a player of quality, you know, where he's been and what he's done. That that doesn't go away. So I think, and everyone wants to see him do well. So not that anyone was against Brentford staying up, but I think now they're going to have the rest of the Premier League supporting them in games mm. now because they want to see him do well. So I think it's a good business move by Brentford, not only because he's a hell of a player, but the other sides of it, you know, away from that, what he gives to the younger players and the leadership he'll have. Yeah, isn't it funny how he's not, he's not allowed to play in Italy? They don't allow players to, to play with the... What, what's he actually... Is it pace, what's he got on in, in his heart? Is it a pacemaker? I think it's a pacemaker. Yeah. yeah, so he's not allowed to play in Italy. They don't allow players to, to play if they've, if they've got yeah. that, but you can play in the Premier League. Yeah, weird. They're is a weird is like that, that, a, is that a cautious thing or what? Yeah, I'll be, I mean, they don't want to be liable, I guess, if anything That's happens. Fair, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, they. I remember when I was over there and I, I just played in like a normal futsal tournament mm-hmm. and I had to go to the doctor, a doctor first and had to sign a piece of paper just to say, yeah, he's all healthy and he can play. They're really weird like that over there about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they do medicals and all that, and they take the medicals pretty seriously. But it's yeah. crazy to think that a pacemaker passes the test. Too many court, too many court cases in Italy. I reckon <laughs> don't want to be liable for anything. <laughs> I think you've got a point there, actually. Um, yeah. But it's got he's there for six months, though, isn't he? So World Cup coming coming up. I mean, it's great for Brentford. But it's great for Denmark because they've got eight yeah. or nine players at Brentford, mm-hmm. Danish players, right? Yeah. Obviously, Frank. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's, he's a Dane as well, so. That probably that, that's obviously what pulled him across, I think. But from a football perspective yeah. as well, I mean, it, it's probably a player that Brentford needed. That they they didn't really have a out and out attacking midfielder, and you know they've lost four on the trot now. If that continues, they'll enter a relegation battle. So he's genuinely a player they need. So it's going to be exciting. Well, I needed to someone him. who could make a pass, really. <laughs> It might. It just might change Ivan Tony's. Oh, uh, yes, mood that, that is a whole other topic in itself. That was actually quite funny. Um, I don't know. Do we do we bring that up? <laughs> I, we we need to beep it out anyway. I think. But um, yeah, it sounds like he's not very ha- fond of his own club. Would that be fair to say? I mean, maybe maybe it could just be that lack of passes you just mentioned. He's going to receive. You know, that's they've done this to make him happy to keep him away and, you know, stop him swearing uh, after you'd probably say a few drinks and, you know, on someone's Did social media Did you guys actually account. see it? Oh, it could be, because yeah, well, I saw it after you shared it to the group. Oh, well, there you go. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> I think we just leave it there. We can't talk very much about yeah, it. Okay. Um, let's talk about Burnley. We, we touched on them a moment ago. They bring in the six foot five or six foot six. Uh, striker, the perfect wood replacement, typical, um, typical, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the manager's name now. Sean Dyche signing that. Sean, there Sean you go. Dyche. Thank you, Mitch, for coming in there. But, um, yeah, like we already touched on these guys, but bottom of the league, uh, one win. They're going to get eight. relegated anyway, really. I mean, I think, I think this, that's what I was going to ask you anyway was, um, is this signing, can, can it help him, really? Nah, Lowest scoring nah. team in the league. Bring in a striker who scored 70 goals in 144 appearances for Wolfsburg. Can he, can he turn it around? No. No? It's a no from Jimmy. Mitch, you're more bullish about Burnley. Yeah, you know <laughs> I'm going to say yes. yes no matter they, what. They've, they've, got, they've, got, 
They've got two games in hand and they're only bottom by two points. They're, <laughs> they're fine. I think Watford, Norwich, they're going down. The third team is up for grabs. Burnley are in that mixer, but I'm more confident. I, I think they, they can still do it. Sean Dyche will make his players get there. He'll force them. He'll break them. Sean Dyche will strap on the boots and get on the field if he needs to. He'll start kicking people. They'll, they'll make it happen. I, I can't we see them going down. Their name. I don't want to see them going down, so I'm just going to remain positive. If they turn it around, it would be one of the That's great fine. Premier League um, comebacks, I'd say. One win after the halfway mark, and if they somehow survive, that would be incredible. The, the, you keep, we keep saying one win. Newcastle have two, and they're only three points further ahead. And, got and I know, you, I know I've just spoken about the signings that they've made. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, we're, but we're talking about a team that I'm not as worried about. You look at every other team around them is stressed, has sacked their managers. Mm. Burnley offered him an extension. I, I still think, I mean, one, they know they can't mm. get any better, but I still think Sean Dyche will get them out of this situation. I don't think they're going down. I've I'm looking Norwich is the now, only team that can go in the relegation. Yeah, zone. I, I, don't, I can't see Everton dr- dropping. I can't see Leeds. They're a bit far far ahead now. Same with Brentford, mm. Palace. Hmm. That's that 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 is what I'm noticing doing the numbers yeah. sitting in front of me too. I'm, I'm worried now, but I'm still going to stay rank confident. And if anyone's going to drop down, I think Leeds just you know a bit of unrest there, and I think they're just struggling now playing Bielsa. Um, the players have just lost that bit of energy, and I think the amount of injuries that they've had. Obviously, we saw a lot of players, a lot of teams, sorry, going after you know the Calvin Phillips and Rafinha rumors. So maybe they're just waiting till next year when they're second division mm-hmm. and they can pick them up on the cheap. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, boys, it's time to talk mm. about uh, the best team, the most successful team in England, <laughs> the mighty the mighty Reds. Man United. <laughs> what was that, Al? Man City, we haven't spoken about them yet, so I thought you were no, uh, I'll get to them shortly after, don't you worry. But I think Liverpool were a bit busier than their title rivals, bringing in Luis Diaz, um, as, as Al touched on earlier. I think Diaz yeah, <laughs> tapped up. I think he was in Liverpool's uh, summer transfer plans, but because of Tottenham's uh, interest, it accelerated Liverpool to move quicker on him. And why wouldn't you want to move to Liverpool? But the question is, the question is, think of me, a few they've got five quality attackers now. Diaz, Salamane, Firmino, Jota. This is the first time, I'm proud of you. This is the first time you said they. As in they well, have, rather to be than neutral. we have, which I'm very proud of you for, I'm Nicholas. Trying to be, thank you. Um, no, that's right. But w- w- what does that mean? Uh, because I'm sure you're not going to be spending 38 million quid on a player to sit on the bench, um, and he- he's a winger. So does that does that mean Salah's gone in the summer? Does that mean Mane's gone in the summer? No, it just means when the African Cup of Nations is on, they've got a backup, pretty much every every two or four years. Every yeah, every, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm happy with bringing him in. Don't get me wrong; he's a quality player, adds an extra dimension. Um, but I am I'm, I'm worried about what's behind what's behind this move. They definitely needed reinforcements as uh, in in the winging wing department. Um, but bringing someone Ooh. of that quality, but, but it also means yeah, if you've got oh, sorry. he's 20, sorry. 25 years old, he's in his yeah, peak. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what well, you need—that's right. Well, you get injuries and that sort of thing, and maybe they can. Yep. You can see that Salah's on a little bit of a dip, maybe. But no. But well, he's also, out of I mean, at the end of next, if year. he's out of contract as well. But I mean, if you have him, then your opposition doesn't as well. So uh, true. 
you know, you can take it. You can take it that way as well. But I look. I don't know. He's obviously got something planned. It's a great move for them. I mean, you know, congrats. As much as I hate saying it, they've done well again, um, which is really frustrating. But, you know, yeah, like, you know, it is interesting because he is in his prime now. So it's not like you're going to have him to sit on the bench and wait for his opportunity and grow underneath him. Um, There'll be something there. Yeah. No, definitely. Spurs forced the move as well. So that's it. You know, they've got him him when they probably don't need him at the moment. But, Let's see yeah. how he does. I'm, I'm wrapped. Like we're still in. I mean, they're still in four competitions. Uh, <laughs> they're still in four yeah. competitions this season. It only took you a couple of minutes. Um, so mm. it, it is a good signing. But the one I'm disappointed about is um, Fabio Carvalho. He was on Liverpool's radar. That um, it all oh, went yeah. down today on transfer deadline day. Yeah, because of the Fulham loan, wasn't it? It was. So they accepted the transfer fee. They uh, all the personal terms were agreed. Um, and it just came back down to um, they ran out of time, pretty much loaning him back out to Fulham, and that's what, um, yeah, that's what made the transfer break down. But he is out of contract at the end of the season. He probably will head back to Liverpool anyway. Um, I, I see him side by side with Jude Bellingham in terms of potential. I have really high hopes for this kid, so I hope that gets done um, shortly. Have you guys heard much about him? Fabio Carvalho from Fulham. I mean, you haven't stopped talking about him uh, <laughs> since his name was linked with Liverpool, so I've heard a fair bit about months, him from mate. you. I, I thought he was uh, always yeah. Real Madrid bound, put it that way, because that's how good he actually is. He looks fantastic, and he looks like he'll help them um, get like, work their way up. So they obviously rely on him, and to be relied upon at such a young age, it shows he's got a bit of maturity. So... I mean, that's what I've taken from him. But I, I try to shut him out as well because you've been talking about him for so long that I haven't really been interested. Oh, mate, I, I'm disappointed. I just wanted to get over the line this morning, but obviously it didn't. Um, so we'll be... Hey, get over it, mate. You've got the ass. I know. Oh, well, we're selfish. Oh, come Actually, no, we're not selfish. Very, very little happens in the transfer market these days as, as a Liverpool supporter. I was shocked that even Diaz happened. Um, I wasn't expecting anything. Um, we've made like one before this window. We've made about one. Yeah, we need to have a count up there of how many times he refers to we <laughs> as the club. Like you don't when you're talking about Juventus, or I say Juventus. Okay. Well, speaking of Juventus, you guys have Vlahovic. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Top striker. Yes. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that's what Juventus has needed for a long, long time, to be honest. Someone they can rely upon up front. I mean, the last time you really had an out-and-out strike was, remember, Matri? <laughs> he scored 12 in, in one of the, the our first, season, 2012, when, uh, I mean, when they won the Scudetto. And, uh, and he was the top goal scorer with 12. But an out-and-out strike, and he's been so... Um, Reliable and to play for Fiorentina and be the top goal scorer in the league for Fiorentina says something. And you know, sometimes you see these young players who come out and play a year and you go, This guy's a star, and then the next year they kind of drop off. He's done it for two years now consistently all over the world. Mm. Um, players have wanted him, and there's been this is not just me saying, these are other people who have said he's in the top three strikers in the world. So they've, they've put him up with Haaland, Mbappe, and then Vlaovic, number three. And that's not just coming from me. Yeah. I'd probably put him number one. But, you know, a lot of people are saying top three. Uh, so I can't wait for him to uh, keep on scoring and, 
and hopefully uh, bring another title for Juventus. And this goes along the line. I mean, Alan, you might know this. You've been watching football, like we said, for nearly 80 years now. You know, the um, Fiorentina and Juventus rivalry that's been on has just added to it. I remember Roberto Baggio went from Fiorentina to Juventus and it was a big blow up. And then you had Chiesa recently as well. Um, you know, so this is another thing. How, how pissed off would you be for Fiorentina? You're finally starting to string together some wins. You've got these great players and then Juventus comes and snatches him. It'd be very frustrating for them, but, but at the same time, I mean, what happens when you're, you're the best club in the world? Uh, you get the best players. Yeah, and it's all about the money as well. I mean, they get a bit of, bit of a fee for him as well. So yeah. we'll see what he, he, he models himself on Zlatan as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, does it? But I don't think he has the same. I mean, his play style. I don't think he has the same attitude that it's all about him. Which I think you know. I don't know if there's that room you, for Zlatan will, anymore. You reckon he will? Do you reckon there's still room for that in world? I don't think so. I don't know. You need it. I think you need though. You know, we need a player like that, a new player to come up who's got a bit of attitude. I, mm. I think. He definitely shows it with his, with his, with his play. Like every time there's a moment that he needs to step up, he'll score. He doesn't get overawed. Um. So I really, you know, I'm really, really happy with this one. I'm happy for you as well because I'm so Thank glad you. he didn't go to the Gooners because that would uh, well, That's right. Doesn't it say a lot for City, are though, that, that, that the, the yep. third oh. best striker in the world doesn't go to the Premier League? Yeah. He stays in the City, are? I He stays in the Farmers League. It's brilliant. I mean, he just wants <laughs> to score goals, doesn't he? But, you know, no, no, it's good. It's good. definitely good for the City, for sure. Ju- Juventus yeah. just have such a grip hold of the Serie A though, whenever there is a talent um, coming up at any of those clubs, they always end up at Juventus, always. Chiesa is another one. A lot of the time. I mean, Donnarumma didn't didn't come. He's won. No, that didn't go. I remember when Piontek would burst onto the scene, everyone thought he was the next big thing. He said no. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's a few of them, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's only 22. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Twenty two. I mean, Nick, the biggest thing you did at twenty two was career mode. You won it with Liverpool, and you were you were celebrating. Imagine that. Imagine him. He's coming mode. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm professional as well. I was very proud of you that day. Um, but yeah, twenty two years old. He's, he's taken the you know the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's brought Fiorentina back up. Now they're going to drop. You watch him drop now without him. But you know, I'm just I'm just <laughs> for this. No, you have every right to be. It's fair enough. Um, speaking of young forwards, Man City have also signed uh, a young Argentina forward that they liken to the next Aguero or maybe even Tevez, Julian Alvarez, 22 years old, five foot seven, uh, 36 oh, goals, 25 assists in 96 appearances. And he's got that bulldog attitude about him, which is, I think, why they liken him to Carlos Tevez. But he looks exciting. He's on loan um, with River Plate until the end of the season and potentially further after that. So we probably won't see him for a while, but he's an exciting one as well, I think. Um, he's really pumped. We're not going to see him in about three years. Get excited, people. Well, yeah, it's it's odd as well, <laughs> I I think. They, they don't really have an out-and-out striker city. And they, bring in, yeah. they, they buy someone 22 years old and they don't want to bring him in straight away. Um, they're willing to wait, what, a year or so. It's a bit odd, but I mean, it's a yeah, bit odd, right. but they're, they're also really not a point to the so they're doing the same thing right, 
Um, you know, and in three years' time, they might actually then decide, you know what, Phil Foden, you're not being quite the number nine. We're only winning the league by 10 points. Let's bring in an actual striker. And, and then he's ready. He's, he's yeah. had three years at River Plate. He's now 25. Maybe he's getting too old. I don't know. But apparently 25 mm. is a good age to sign players for 40 mil. And they probably just picked him up for, I don't know, mm. I can't remember what the number was, but it wouldn't have been close to that. So I, I just think it's it could also be City just doing smart business and buying him going, you know what, we'll call him an investment, and if we yep. sell him in two years for double what we bought him, that's a win. They just wanted to look active yep. in the transfer market, buy something of note. But they don't need a striker at the moment. I know we'll, I'll probably change my tune next week when they don't <laughs> win by, you know, two or three, but you, yeah, can't, nah, you can't knock what exactly they're right. doing at the moment. Nail on the head. Um, last, last one I want to bring up, boys, Danny van der Beek, loaned to Everton. Obviously, mm. didn't get the opportunities at Manchester United. Um under both Ollie and um, and their new manager. So he comes into Everton under um, Frank Lampard. And, I mean, what do, you, what do you guys make of that? Particularly you, Jimmy, and Mitch as well um, hmm. as Manchester United supporters. Uh, do, you, do you like this move? Yeah, oh, good for him. I'm happy for him. It was really odd that he didn't get, you know, a lot of opportunity at Man United. He must be, he must be a loser behind the scenes or something. He must be a bad bloke. But I... No idea why. He's got some talent. Um, good on him, man. I like, I like when, you know, when clubs, like I said, make these, these, these little moves and get, you know, get decent players on that, you know, they aren't the huge names, um, the money ball stuff, which I thought we, we always talk about. So I like it. And I, you know, I'm not like Nick. I don't really hold a bias against players and that sort of stuff for leaving. So I don't mind. I mean, I'm happy well, for him opportunities so elsewhere. He might, that's yeah, exactly. why so you're he's not going to be he, holding a grudge against him because he might be back at Manchester United. Yeah. That's right. If he had gone and we had sold him, then he would have been dead to me. But but that's fine. I, I, what about you, Mitch? You, what do you reckon? I I think it could be an interesting one. I think I reckon Ralph and uh, and Ollie are probably sitting there going, "Hope he fails." So that we, <laughs> you know, what we've done is justified. Um, but also, I th- I th- it's interesting. Like if he goes there and absolutely kills it, well, what does that say for you know what United have been doing? Because mm-hmm. they've struggled for a, mid- a solid midfielder to help out Bruno. And to be as consistent with him, so it's an interesting one. I'd like to see Donny succeed um, and come back, and maybe you know maybe he could help re- get Everton season going and help out Don uh, Cabot Lewin score a few more, and they can turn it around. But yeah. I mean, he, he's out of form; like he hasn't played. So is he going to have to go back to the training ground and spend more time there? He hasn't he would, stopped being you know, on the training ground. I don't most of the players like Deliardi. Well, they <laughs> match fitness. Then he's down on that, but. Um, Look, I, I hope he does well, and I hope we can bring him back and have a complete player. And you know, we've got rid of Fred in the meantime. But who knows what's going to happen? I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully do well. But now they've got you know Deli Ali, Donny. It's a decent team actually. It's going to be interesting. Throw in Richarlison, you throw in uh, Calvert Lewin, Takure. Um, they've got a decent goalkeeper in Pickford. They shouldn't be where they are on the table. They shouldn't be two above, uh, two spots above the relegation zone. So it's going to be an interesting second half of the season for Frank Lampard. That's the next thing I wanted to ask you guys. Al, I'll start with you. Did, do you think he deserved another chance in the Premier League? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he did a bad job at Chelsea. It was a hard job to take over. Obviously, he played there. Yeah, uh, He had so much success as a player there. Um, so, and he, you know, he still got them in. He was in the Champions League. They won the Champions League, obviously. Last year, so he got them through the group stages. He's still yeah. up and around the top four. So yeah, if I think Frank Lampard is he's a great, great you know signing as a manager for, for Everton. 
um, a bit like Villa with Gerard. These players want to go to go and play with these with these with these managers because they they know because they're they're at that age that you know they've had the experience that they probably played with them as well. So um, yeah, it's pretty exciting times for everything compared to what it was a week ago. Yeah, when Rafa was was around. Yeah, um, it's kind of changed, you know, pretty quickly. Obviously, they've got to see the performances on the pitch, but I reckon they'll do well. They'll do well. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think it's it's still an interesting one. Um, Mitch, I mean, he hasn't. I mean, Frank Lampard's history. He was obviously at Derby County. He didn't get them promoted. Goes to Chelsea, um, did contribute, but didn't win any major uh, tournaments. Uh, got sacked eventually, um, and now he's got the spot back at Everton um, without doing much over the last year or so. Um, I mean, do, do you share the same opinion, Mitch and Jimmy? I think it could go two ways for me. I think... I mean, you can't classify, you can't really grade anyone on getting sacked by Chelsea. Chelsea will sack you the second you lose two or three games in a row or you don't bring a, win a trophy in your first year. That's that's who they are. So I think it's rough to grade him on that. But I think Everton have made, may have seen also what um, Stevie G's been able to do at Aston Villa and gone, you know what, similar calibre, maybe he can come in and do the same job for us. And it's still that, it's still a, it's, I mean, we spoke about it before, it is actually a solid team. I, I've actually just looked up the midfield just sitting here and I mean, You've got Alan Decore, Andre Gomez who can play, and now you had Donny and you had Deli Alley. Like they're starting three, assuming they're gonna play a four three three. You'd assume it'd be Decore with Donny and with Deli Alley at ten. That's a strong midfield. And then you're bringing on, you know, Andre Gomez or you bring on Alan. That's that's a decent midfield that Frank Lampard out of all coaches out of all managers, sorry, yep. he should be able to really work with them and get them firing. And if that can't help get the forwards better better ball, then I don't know what will. You know, he's been there. He, he's still probably at the stage where he can chuck on the boots and go, "This is what you got to do on the pitch." Show them, and then actually get them to replicate it. I think it. I like to think it will work for them. To be honest, I I think he can. I yeah. think he still has a job to do and still can do a job. I just think Chelsea was a Chelsea's a very big step to start a career, even though it wasn't mm-hmm. the start. Technically, it was at Derby first, but it's a big jump from Derby to Chelsea. That that's huge and a lot of pressure. I think Everton's that good midway club yeah. where you can get away with losing one or two. I think they wanted a few results. They wanted to. uh, Sorry, sorry, Alan. There you go. I I just thought Everton wanted to get the fans on their side as well. Um, And and one way you do that is kind of sell the story that this is a fresh new start. And and sometimes when you bring an older manager who's who's got some negative um, uh, like following from him, or he's done something in the past where he's failed. I mean, I don't think it. Frank. They all know Frank Lampard. You know, he got sacked from Chelsea. It was going to be a hard start. I mean, I, I still don't think because you're a great player, it's going to make you a great manager. But at the same time, it feels like it's a fresh start, you know, and they're bringing these new players in. They've still got a good squad. It's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. I mean, it's a big step away from Rafa Benitez. You know, you're going to a young manager. So maybe that's what they're trying to sell. And I think the, the, um, he's got a lot of respect wherever he goes, Frank. So maybe they're, they're trying to get the supporters on, on, on side. And I think they've, they've done the right thing. Yep. Yeah, so I was going to say, look, apparently uh, Wayne Rooney was offered the job. Or yeah, he said no. He said no. So, you know, being a being a big Everton supporter and player, um, you know, he started his, his career there. So he may have looked at it from a you know, Lampard-Chelsea point of view and thought, yeah, it's too much of a big step for me. Yeah, so. yeah I, th- I thought maybe, that's a good point, but I thought that he looked at it and said, I want to finish my job here at, at um, yeah. 
at Derby and, and the county where he, where he is and saying, I'm, I'm going to finish my job here because we set out a, a goal to achieve and I don't want to leave it now kind of thing. But maybe, I mean, that's a good point as well. That's if Derby uh, remain a team, you know, in the that, next few weeks. Yeah, that's time. right. That's right. There's there's a lot of struggles at the moment. They've got they've got no money to spend. They're just working day to day. They've got they're yeah, doing okay as well. And I think it would have been well, probably yeah, a bad look for Rooney if if he did leave them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're leaving him and letting him yeah. rot. He's doing a good job over there for now. So maybe he just wants to finish the job. Right. You know, hopefully keep them up and then look for his opportunity in the Premier League. Yeah. Mm. No, fair enough, boys. Um, moving on, there's a few massive games coming up uh, before actually the Premier League returns on the weekend. There's a few international games and oh, one nice. uh, one for us, the Socceroos. They've got a big one yeah. tonight or tomorrow morning overnight, 3 a.m. against Oman over there. Uh, win that and that sets up a blockbuster in Sydney versus Japan in March. Oh, yeah, Japan. And that could be almost the Socceroos' biggest game against uh, the one against Japan. It could be their biggest game since probably uh, they played Uruguay for that spot in the 2006 World Cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it will be definitely. That's they shouldn't be in that position to be honest. I mean, this is it's Socceroos' own fault. But my God, like yeah. you know, how many times have been through this? They should be a better class than what they are, but. That'll be a huge game. They need. It's not a. T- it's not an easy place to go, Oman either. I mean, in the in the past, the Socceroos have drawn to them. Remember when Harry Kuehl was playing as well? I think Viduka was in the squad. They still drew nil nil, nil yep. to them. Um, but then if they win that, they go through um, and play Japan in Sydney, which is going to be huge. Um, it's they still don't give me a whole lot of confidence. I mean, it was an easy win against Vietnam, but still, That's- I mean, they they dropped off that twenty minute period, and Vietnam were actually attacking and putting pressure. If if uh, Matty Ryan didn't pull off that save from close range, that's the goal winning. You can't you can't afford to lapse against other sides like that. And I just don't have the same confidence that I did in the past with the Socceroos. Now, that's just me, but I hope it changes. I don't know. What do you boys feel? I mean, Al doesn't hasn't watched a soccer league game in the history of his life, so it doesn't doesn't matter. But what about you, Mitch? I mean, I won't lie; I didn't watch uh, last Tuesday night's game either. Yeah. But I was at soccer, so I have an excuse. Um, no, look, I, I agree, Jimmy. I, I'm not actually that confident going into this. That I don't think there's no part of me that goes with a mm. confidence. Oh yeah, soccer is that should be an easy game. I didn't <laughs> think Vietnam was going to be that easy. You know, there's always that bit of liability yeah. of, you know, as you said, that 20-minute period, that little brain fade yeah. against better teams will cost you. So a 20-minute period against Oman mm-hmm. could mean going down one or two nil. And do they have the ability to come back into games? And Matty Ryan's yeah. a fantastic saviour for us at the moment, but, you know, it takes one little slip up. They scare me. And, but you're right, we shouldn't be in this situation. No, we could say wait. You know, they shouldn't be in this situation. Full stop. That's fine, but, yeah. We can. I, I do. I do want to jump off that quickly, just in case Nick piped up. But uh, no, look, it's it's a classic Socceroos yeah. and Matilda's issue. Is we they put out we put out we yeah. Australian teams put ourselves in positions where we shouldn't need to be. Oh. You know, we saw Matilda's go down in a game that they shouldn't have Perfect. been. Sanko yeah. missed two opportunities after we talked her up. Um, and you know, and we'll possibly could see the Socceroos go and do the exact same thing. It's just it's something about us at the moment as a footballing nation. When the job's there to be done, I've and got it a feeling that Al's about to launch it. into some 
massive rants. So what is it? Anti-Sam Kerr tirade. No, not at all. I'm saying, like, it's the fact that you guys call them the soccer rooms. It's just... <laughs> no, no, in all seriousness, I mean, you got they got to be at the World Cup. If they're not at the World Cup, yeah. It is a tough group. The, the Saudis are good. Japan's yeah, but good. Um, it, it's tough. It should be. It should be Australia and Japan. Like there should be no questions about it. The, really, I mean, at what stage are we at now? And even the Matildas, right? And this is the stability for Australian coaches has been shocking, right? So we, Tony Gustafsson, he's, he's going to get. Well, he, he might not get sacked, but he's in talks at the moment with the uh, with the federation because they they had one bad game really, but he hasn't really developed the players enough, and they've got a World Cup uh, next year that they should be. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you lose to oh, South Korea. It's it's terrible. But in Australia, like the last few coaches, what happens is every time there's like a, a loss or anything like that, the pressure comes. Remember, Postecoglou left um because there was too much pressure there was external it was like a witch hunt why didn't the soccerers um because he had this project in place and as soon as something goes wrong all the media jumps on board and goes at them and then that's why and it, it's like a continual effect and at the like at the moment you you know it's just you, we shouldn't be in this stage where we're relying on we have to go to Oman and we might lose yeah. no spot on uh, sorry you go Mitch what are you gonna say? but if no, I was just going to say, like going back on the coaches, you looked at all how the players reacted when uh, the Matildas players reacted when Statue got sacked. They were all, mm. they couldn't, mm. besides themselves, they could not believe that he was getting sacked. And, you know, we haven't developed from that point. He was, he was doing a fantastic job. Yeah, he's job. coaching Kyle, and, and they're doing a great, like he, right he's now. turned that whole country around in, in terms of football. And they, we still don't, it hasn't really come out what exactly happened behind the scenes there with Stadjik. Um, it would be interesting. You, you've got to think there's some secrets that uh, players that have been there for a few years, Lisa Devanna and co, mm. would probably know about that the rest yeah. of us don't, and that could be what it is. But it's it was interesting, that's for sure, because it didn't make sense at the time, and it's questionable yeah. even now. We'll give you predictions Matilda now, because they'll unfold. probably be listed. I mean, Gordo, our producer, is going to be quick on this, and it'll it'll be released probably before I even kick off tonight at 3 a.m. Or whatever it is. <laughs> but give you predictions, boys, at the Oman game. Ooh, it's. I don't think I can see us winning, to be honest. What? I'm not confident. Really? I'm with you guys, and I'm not that. Confident I mean, I, I, I'm not know. confident, but I could see us winning. I, I reckon it's a draw. I reckon it's going to be one of those games where we're just going to find it very hard to score one all, maybe nil all, even. Um, I mean, I'd love to see us win, but I don't know. All right, so draw nil all for mm. Nick Mitch. All right. I'm going to go two one Socceroos. We'll concede in that 20-minute lapse that we spoke about. Well, uh, yeah, the Socceroos, well, yeah, they're going to skip into the next round. <laughs> probably 1-0, uh, maybe. <laughs> I've gone 1-0 as well. 1-0. 1-0 in, in the 93rd, I'm going. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Very good. Very good. Um, and while we're at it, actually, AFCON semi-final tips, we've got Senegal versus uh, Burkina oh, Faso. Yeah, I hope I pronounced oh, that yeah. correctly. And yeah. Egypt versus Faso, they're doing well. <laughs> they are. They actually What's are. that? Um, Burkina Faso, would you just, they're doing yeah, well. Yeah, well, they are. They're in the semifinals. Yeah. Half yeah. Um, well, Nick, Nick, you're going to go for, obviously, it's going to be an old Liverpool well, final. You, you'd, I mean, it would be great to see, but you know what? I think I'd rather have both Mane and Salah back for the weekend against Leicester. So, I mean, it, it probably will be Senegal versus Egypt. Um, or even Cameroon, home home nation. Um, 
I'm tipping Egypt, but I don't really care to be quite. No, honest. but the, we're just giving tips, you know. I'll go Egypt. Egypt to win the whole thing. There you go, Mo Salah, Ballon d'Or. Um, In that case, I changed my tip, and now I want Cameroon to win and Salah to just fail. He wanted yeah, to miss the penalty that over should be bar. one all, yeah. and oh, then he can't win a Ballon d'Or ever. Friendly, aren't you? Friendly bun. Mate, you're going to sell, you're gonna sell him <laughs> no, next transfer. No, I won't hate him. Hate him. I'll hate our owners for not giving him the contract he deserves. Um, but anyway, did, Al, did you give your predictions? Did you have anything else to add? Not really. No, no. no. that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, weekend previews. Keep the Premier England. League is back this weekend. Uh, and you can obviously catch that all live on the APL Live app. Oh, yes. Boys. As we all open up. Um, yep. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll kick things off then. I'm going to say yeah, Newcastle versus Everton. Both, uh, obviously, both teams have had oh, a lot yeah. of change over the last couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Obviously, Frank Lampard's first game in charge. Uh, a few players coming in at Newcastle. Uh, will we see uh, Donny van der Beek and Daly Alley? Probably. So, yeah, that'll mm. be good to watch. Mitch. I'm, I'm going to pick the only game that's actually being played before we'll record the next podcast. It's Wednesday. Uh, the the Premier League week starts on Wednesday. Next, Yeah, so we'll, we'll do the next step between now and then. So the only game, and therefore the best game, will be Burnley Watford. Uh, where yeah. hopefully we'll see Burnley's new striker. And I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but I will get up at 5am on Sunday morning just to watch him. You know, I reckon he's going to bag, if he plays... He'll that, score on debut, and they'll win one nil. It's a good thing you brought that up, Mitch. We'll probably record the next podcast maybe after that Wednesday, so we've actually got something to talk about. Um, oh, mate! But before then, boys, the one we're all watching—you've got to come go on. on. Seriously, the old firm derby's up. Rangers Celtic. Ooh, I like that. I think it's on Thursday, I, like I believe. I like that. It's a good one. Yeah. Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey on there as well. That's a very good pick. And unfortunately, he's probably going to play. That's a lot of class to go to there. The time they do. So that's one to watch. And uh, if Ange gets a win here, you watch him come Celtic. (laughs) They'll win it. He he hasn't played for Juve for about two years, has he? Yeah, no. Well, he's always injured. He's injured every second day. And, uh, I mean, I like him. He's a good guy, but... We are dropping... yeah, but we're dropping down a few leagues here. Like yeah. this is a few levels difference. You know, he can turn up with the twenty threes at Juve and still do the same job as he's going to do. You know, on the weekend. Where do we so rate the Scottish just... Premier League? Is is that probably the same standard as the Championship, or would you say League One? Not including Celtics and Rangers, of course, but same standard uh, as A League, NPL four. <laughs> oh, oh A League, did he say? <laughs> so you reckon the Championship's better? A better standard, Al? I'd say it's probably League One. Really? Interesting. No, I, I, I honestly didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, probably. There are, th- there are two good teams yep. in it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, mm. fair enough. I apologise for my uh, Scottish you know, heritage. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing your uh, nation any favours there. I actually didn't know you were Scottish. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> yeah, can't you hear his accent? <laughs> there you go. Um I've got ginger beard, so there's a little bit of... Uh, there must be something there. Whatever in there, but yeah. well, it's going a bit grey now. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Well, there you go. Plenty of football coming up. Um, 
Yeah, two games. That's it. Oh, well, I mean, we forgot. Week, thank God. Yeah, before we go, before we head off, we forgot the biggest transfer of the day. Oh, did we? This is what I read off. I know. Okay, I know yeah, 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 no, go on. I don't know if you heard, guys, but Roberto Carlos, the bullet man, is mm. coming out of retirement to play for a Sunday league pub side, Bull in the Barn. Really? Yeah, they they went on eBay and it, I don't know, it was for charity, I think, but it, it only cost them five pounds or something, which is obviously the equivalent of a pint of bitter over there these days. Um, but he's going to play one substitute appearance. How old is he? He's forty-eight years old. Forty-eight years old. He's half sales age now. That's huge. That is, yeah, unbelievable. I'm looking forward to that. I didn't see that. Gee. Yeah, just imagine that. Just turning up. You go on a Sunday league where you know. Half pissed from the night before, and you got Roberto <laughs> Carlos lining up with you, doing one of his wonderful free kicks. I know what you would do That's to right. him Double footed challenge in the shin, probably. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, exactly. I would. <laughs> you would you're right. If Typical playing, Scottish. You would do, though. You, if you're playing against him, you try, you try and go in there hard. <laughs> it's just something 100%. to tell your grandkids one day. Just do it for the story. Yeah. <laughs> I got sent off. <laughs> In a tackle against Roberto Carlos. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, we don't have that in the app, so you can't watch that in the app. Nor do don't do we have the uh, old firm derby. So sorry about that. We'll have to wait till the Premier League to catch all the action in EPL live. Um, any last words, boys, before we clock off on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon? No, I just I'm just happy Juventus has uh, sealed the title for the next nine years with a, a great transfer um, window in January. He's already on the drinks. So that's good to know, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to go out there with a transfer that I hope happens that doesn't have to happen in the window, so it still can happen now. Jermaine Defoe back to Sunderland. That's something to buy. Our next pot, I want to see that's confirmed because that'd be a great signing for Sunderland as yep. they push uh, to get promotion Motion from, from league league. I think they're in League One at the moment, so they want a championship. League One back to championship either yeah. way. Yeah. Stadium yeah. of Light. Could we'll be playing Newcastle next season, home. actually. Tyneside Derby, that'll be good to see. <laughs> anyway, boys, I think that just about does it. Um, Thank you again for coming on. And as mentioned earlier, for all the football uh, action coming up in the next seven days, you can catch it all on EPL Live. And until then, yes, enjoy the football and take care of yourselves.